Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. I just can't believe I'm in this amazing place called Mandra. It's like a little slice of heaven, isn't it? You guys really live in a beautiful place and it's just so wonderful and I'm just so honoured to be here. I actually uh, had been praying about what I could share about tonight because I was like, God, I can do an old message, I can do this and I can do that. But in the meantime, God was doing a work in me and usually when he does a work in me, a message comes out of it. You know, and that's kind of what happened because God had put upon my heart, He's like, um, Bonnie, um, I want you to do some more. You know, you've got your cushy life and you've got your happy family and you've got your nice house and you've got your church, but I want more from you. And I was like, oh, because this kind of thing up here, me standing on a platform was a big no-no. I didn't like standing on the platform. That was a big scary thing for me, you know. It's scary up here, guys. And I was like, oh, and he, he was calling me to do more and more in ministry. And my kids were getting older and before, you know, when they were young, I could hide behind them. I have five kids. You know, I could hide behind my five kids and be like, I'm too busy with this lot. I'm not going anywhere, you know. And then they started getting older and then they started getting their license and they didn't need me so much anymore. And God's like, hey, Bonnie, time to do more. And so I was like, but I'm just a little country girl, God. I'm just from Dolby, you know. I love watching the sunrise and the sunset. I like to lay on the couch and watch Netflix, you know. I just am a normal, regular gal. And he's like, no, Bonnie, I want more from you. And he's like, okay. Then suddenly I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm, I, I got this, you know. And suddenly fear gripped me. You're not good enough. You can't do that. You can't get on stage. You're going to stuff up. You're going to say something that's really silly. And you're going to do something. Or, and then, um, you know, you, you can't do that, Bonnie. People aren't going to follow you. They're, you know, and so fear started gripping me. And it started grabbing a hold of my life. And I was like, this isn't really good. <laughs> Thankfully, God was like, Bonnie, this isn't really good. And you need to go to my word. So I picked up God's word. And he talked to me about overcoming fear. And I believe each and every one of you can be, relate to something in your life where you're fearful of. So over the next course of time, as uh, God was pulling me to do more and I had to overcome this fear of, of doing more in, in, in ministry and doing more in God's, God's house and doing more in work and more with my kids, he was like, Bonnie, fear not. And then so, uh, came across this thing where it's like there's 365 fear knots or there can be more, but there's around 365 fear knots or do not be afraid in the Bible. So he came across that. Psalms 3.6, I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Psalm 23.4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Psalm 27.1, the Lord is my light, my salvation. There's one for an every day of the year plus some if we want. Then I turned the TV on and Joyce Meyer was on, wasn't she? Like I couldn't sleep one night. I turned the TV on and I usually watch something on Netflix. I was like, oh, I might be a good Christian pastor tonight and watch something that's on, you know, Christian TV. She's talking about overcoming fear. And there I, then I get on my social media, don't I? 
And then there's a prophetic word. Fear not. Fear is coming to grip the saints. But we do not need to be afraid because who is within us? Right? And then, finally, I went to a conference a couple, week, a couple weeks ago at SWB conference. And I started getting this word. And this God preached my message. I was like, what the heck? I was going to preach that in two weeks in Medra. That's amazing. But what I think is what's happening in the body and what I believe is happening in, in the world is, I'm sure you're seeing it too, is that God is addressing fear and anxiety in the saints. I believe there's fear. Ever since COVID, there's just been this fear. I'm scared. I don't know if I can do this. The post-COVID stats is up to 42% of anxiety is, is upon the people. I believe that, that, that fear can hold us back. Fear can stop us from doing what God wants us to do. With some of us, we're doing okay. You know, we're okay. Some of us, post-COVID, we're not doing so great because we already had stuff to deal with. And now COVID's come and fear's gripped us, Right? But I want to speak Deuteronomy 31.6 over every single woman from Mandra, beautiful ladies, over you tonight. And it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So here's the deal. We cannot live this life the, world, the way the world calls us to live it. Because remember the days when we used to open the, 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 turn the TV on at 6 o'clock and be like, shh, the news is on. My mum would be like, everyone be quiet, I want to hear the news. Shh, shh. And she'd be cooking dinner and we all had to be quiet. The news came on. But now with social media and internet, it's just thrown in our face every single minute of the day. And God wants to say, no, you don't need to listen to this. You don't need to live in fear. You don't need to be, be carried and called by the spirit of fear. But I have called you to be courageous and strong. I have called you to be not afraid. I have called you to be strong in the name of Jesus, right? So what about you? When has, grip feared you? When has fear gripped you? Has it gripped your marriage, your relationships? Has it gripped your children? Children not wanting to go to school, they're scared because somebody's going to say something about them? Has it gripped your future? Has it stolen your dreams and your hope? What does it look like? It looks like I'm afraid to be alone. Maybe tonight you came alone and you were like, I don't want to come here on my own. It's a bit scary. And it is, it's scary. But with God, it doesn't have to be scary, right? It could be looking like being too weak. Or we could look like we're a failure. We've got the fear of failure or not being heard. There's a lot of reasons why we have fear. Today's message is to remind you to be strong. To be courageous. The Lord goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So often when I talk about something... I always like to see a character in the Bible. And if you've never been to church before, we have God's word. And we live as Christians on the foundation of his word. And it's called the Bible. And, and it's always good to go and find a story. I always like to go see a story, a character, or someone who's overcome. And surely there's many that have overcome fear, right, in the Bible. But today I chose a woman named Esther. Esther was a woman... That was, she was actually a young girl. She was orphaned. She was a Jewish girl. She was raised by her uncle Mordecai. 
Because of her beauty, she was absolutely stunning. The king at the time decided he needed a new wife. And I would just encourage you that if you're in a life group, connect group, or any type, or even on your own, to go home and read the book of Esther, because I haven't got time to read the whole thing. I'm doing a little bit of a, you know, once-over, really quick, well, quickly. But anyway, she became, uh, she was so beautiful that she was chosen to be queen. It's set during the time when the Jews suffered much racial hatred. There had been a minority in Persia for years. During her time in the palace as queen, her uncle tells her that a man named Haman planned and schemed to wipe out all the Jews, which were her people. The issue was she was a Jew, but those in the royal household didn't have any idea, not even her husband, the king, which means death in those days. She was their only hope to save them. She knew she could perish, Yet it's a story how one woman's courage and overcoming fear saved a nation. And we're going to pick up the story in Esther 4.14. It says in verse 14, For if you remain... This is when Mordecai is talking to Esther. And she's sharing, he's sharing about the, the scheme of Haman against the Jews. And he says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. So is it, is it your such a time as this today? Have you thought about what God has called you to do today? I'm going to do two things that I noticed that happened in Esther's life that helped her overcome fear because she was looking at certain death. She wasn't even able to approach the king unless he'd called her. So she knew that the work of her moving into the palace and saving the Jews would mean certain death. And so the first point that I have that happened for Esther in this story is that Esther was encouraged. We see that Esther had someone in her life encouraging her. Her uncle Mordecai gave her support, confidence. It is so important to live this life with people that surround us with support and confidence. We must be encouraged and we must be the encourager. You know, one day I had this, actually recently I got a phone call from a young girl and she had had some marriage issues and she'd had a little boy and I went and spent some time with her, saw her at church, often coming and going. And she said to me, Bonnie, just please pray for my husband. He's not in a good place. He's a drug addict and he's left us and it's just me and my baby. And I said, okay, I'll pray. We'll pray for you. So then a few weeks later she was a bit quiet and I messaged her and I called her and she's like, yeah, we got back together again. But then he left me again and I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay. And I felt like at that point I could be the like, oh, what are you going to do about that? That's really going to be a really hard thing for you. A baby, another baby, no dad. But I felt to encourage her. I would just say, it's okay. Don't fear. God is with you. We're with you. I'll, I'll stand with you in this time. I just felt to encourage her. She's like, Bonnie, I really needed that. She messaged me the next day and she said, 
I'm having twins. <laughs> and I just feel like every time in our life we have a moment that we can encourage one another, right? How important is it to encourage? Because encouragement for Esther meant fearlessness. And the spirit of encouragement and the pre precious gift of encouragement that each and every one of you can give can mean a fearless heart for somebody else. So can I encourage you, as you spend your days and your moments and you're, you know, you're about to walk out those doors and every single one of you have got your own life, you've got your own families, you've got your own work, be an encourager. Be someone that calls the great out of somebody. But also it's really important because it's one thing to be the encourager, but we also have to surround ourselves with encouragers. I know sometimes in life or even in school or wherever our day takes us, there's not very many nice people out there. Let's be honest. It can be hard to find those encouragers. But can I remind you that right now you are probably sitting next to someone who's more than willing to stand up and encourage you. So how about you look at the person beside you and say, I'm going to encourage you tonight. <laughs> and that'd be right, we all start a conversation. What a beautiful group of women, hey? that you can encourage one another, that I'm sure that maybe you might not be able to find that encourager in your life, maybe sometimes out there, but I know you'll be able to find an encourager in here. I see many, I've already met five, six, seven women and felt encouraged myself. But can I encourage you tonight to not only be the encourager, but to find encouragement in your life just as Esther was encouraged by Mordecai, she stepped out and she began the moment that she was created for. How often in our life are we holding back on encouragement and that could be the all the encouragement somebody could need for such a time as this. Isn't it true that today as fear grips us, as fear tries to hold us back, as fear tries to tear us down, how wonderful is it when somebody says, you got this, you can do it. Instead of saying, oh, you're going to build a house, are you sure you can afford that? You know, it's expensive right now. You're going to have another baby? You've already got three. How are you going to do three babies? You know, so easily, I think we can easily tend to the discouragement. Whereas God has called us and he's pulling out encouragement. And I just see a group of women of encouragers. I know Rachel's the most beautiful encourager when she's around women. I mean, that's why you're here. She's encouraged someone and it's the spirit of encouragement. So can I implore you to continue the great work of encouragement? So we go on to the second point. And the second point is Esther prayed and fasted. In Esther 4.16, it says, Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink 
for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instruction. So when fear grips us, when fear lies to us and tells us we're not good enough, takes our health, disrupts our family, interrupts our dreams and desires, we must be aware to see it is an opportunity and alert for us to pray and fast. Because, you know, the interesting thing about, you'll, you'll hear prayer, but you'll often hear prayer and fasting together. Let's be honest, the last thing we want to do when fear is grabbing hold of us is pray. It's because the enemy's like, no, no, don't do that. Keep worrying about it. Much easier to keep thinking about it and worrying about it, isn't it? Whereas God calls us to pray. God calls us to step out and say, hey, come back to me. Come spend some time with me. Come get in my presence. Come speak to me. In Romans 8.15, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But in prayer, but about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. We can go to God in prayer. We can pray about the issue we are afraid of and place it in his hands. Think about what you're afraid of tonight. Maybe it's something that's happened to you many years ago and it's still carrying around. Still trying to remind you, don't do that. You're not good enough. Pulling you back. Grabbing fear. Fear's grabbing you. And the enemy is trying to hold you back. But the Bible says, grab a hold of the promises that is in Jesus Christ. Grab a hold of, 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 of the kneeling de daily prayers that we can make towards our Heavenly Father. Because I'll tell you something for me that I find is the last thing sometimes I want to do is pray. I don't have time. Like, it's hard. And it's because the enemy wants to make sure we don't have time to pray. He really doesn't want us to pray. In, th in Psalm 34, 4-5, to it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Let me read that again. I sought the Lord. I prayed. I spent time with him. I'd find him. I looked for him. I went everywhere. And I spent my time with him. And he answered me. And he delivered me from all of my fears. Overcome fear with prayer. Overcome fear with that special amazing, wonderful time with God. It's hard, right? But it's so imperative. It's so important. Overcome fear with fasting. You know, a lot of times, I know if you're new here and you're like, fasting? I don't know about that. I like my food a little bit too much. But it, it's interesting how God does call us to fast. And often if you look in the New Testament, it's usually to shift a circumstance, it's usually to sift, shift a situation that's not good. Fasting allows us to seek God out, to know his ways, to pursue answers to decisions. I know when I fast, and here's the deal, you don't have to fast for food. It's not just like, oh, I can't eat food or anything like that. 
Fasting is, I sometimes fast social media. I think social media is grouping us like crazy and wasting a lot of our time. And then I turn it off for 21 days and, gee, I get a lot done when I turn it off. And, I, and I'm reminded of, of, of praying. So when you go to that, or if you go to the food, whatever you're fasting from, you, you think of God straight away. And you think of what of the situation. And you're like, God, I need to pray. Because fasting, it kind of gives us a clarity. It kind of gives us a precision in our, in our sight. It helps us see things for what it is. It also brings a peace that none of us really can get that the world gives us. And I was really challenged when I read this because, to be honest, I am fasting probably once a year when we do our 21-day fast. But after studying it, it's actually really important in our lives. Like, I was talking to my husband tonight and I'm like, we need to fast for our boys. You know, there's some situations. I feel like the world is out to take our kids. And I'm like, I feel like I've got to fast and pray for them. Uh, and he's like, you're right. Just as, as Esther needed a shift of circumstances, she needed a shift in the situation. She knew that fasting would help and, and God could see she was serious. We have a girl in our mums and bubs group and unfortunately she, uh, well, she's a single mum. Not that that's unfortunate. She's an amazing lady, and she um, had a little has a little boy, and she shares custody with her husband. And her husband said to her one day, uh, "Hey, drop him off. Not I want him to dropped off at the at the park, not at the house." And she didn't ever know where he lived, so she dropped him off at the park, and he never returned him. She calls me in the panic and says, "Bonnie." He's not bringing my baby home. And he was with her 24-7. We went for four weeks not being able to find this little boy. Detectives were brought in. Amber Alert was brought in. And the mums and bubs group were like, one of the ladies were like, we had to pray and fast for this little guy. We had to pray and fast. And I'm like, you're right. We need to pray and fast. So we called a prayer and we called a fast. We did it all on Facebook Messenger. And on the 17th hour of our prayer and fast, they found that little boy. I'm like, devil, don't deal with a few mama bears because they'll come out and they'll be doing some prayer and fasting. And I can tell you, it was weeks and we were like, where is he? And he was found. The beautiful thing that happened with Esther after she was encouraged by Mordecai and then after she prayed and fasted, there was a breakthrough that happened in her life. Like there was, a, a, she became so strategic. If you read about it, it was like a heavenly uh, instruction came upon her. She knew exactly what to do. She knew exactly how to do it. She knew exactly when to bring them in. It was like a heavenly encounter happened to her. And I believe it will happen to you too. And if you read in Esther 5, 1 to 3, I'll read a little bit of what happened. Not only was there strategic, heavenly strategic uh, things that happened in her life that was just shifting, there was favour, there was just a breakthrough. 
And on Esther 5, 1 to 3, it says, On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall. When he sing, when he saw Queen Esther standing in the court, he was pleased with her and held out to her the gold scepter. Now, this would be something that would kill any other queen that would go before him without permission. That was in his hand. So Esther approached him, touched the tip of the scepter. Then the king asked, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom it will be given to you. Because of God's great favour, Esther was allowed to carry out the plan that would save her people. The king was willing to come to the banquet prepared for Haman and himself, not once, but twice. The purpose of God were being set. Haman would soon meet his demise and the Jews would be saved. When we belong to God through Christ, we have protection. The world around us may never understand. It doesn't mean we won't face trials. We surely will. But when we do, his strength and blessing still come out even stronger. In the same way for you tonight, I believe when you've got a fear, you've got something in front of you, you can't overcome. Can I, be in, can I encourage you to encourage? Can I encourage you to pray and fast and witness the wisdom, witness the favour, witness God do a work in your life. It's not going to be easy. It's kind of like doing a really hard workout, you know, to pray and fast and to sometimes do these things. But, oh, it's so worth it. He is, is just an amazing God. He will give you heavenly wisdom. He will give you a heavenly outlook. It's time to not be fearful anymore. It's time to kick fear in the face and say, I'm, you're not going to have any power over me anymore. I'm living this life, one that is free, one where the Lord is within me and I am going to be strong and courageous. An American World War II war veteran, George Adair, he says, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. So just be reminded of all God can do in you. I just believe that there's going to be some amazing testimonies that's going to come out of this place and out of your lives where God has, over, God has come in and worked in your family. He's come and worked in your relationships. He's come and worked in your children. He's given you heavenly insight on how to raise your children in the ways of the Lord in this difficult world. He's given you heavenly insight to be a grandparent to your children. He's given you an insight on how to love your husband like never before or how to deal with a difficult situation in school. There's heavenly wisdom that comes with dedicating our heart to God and not letting fear take over. Amen. Let's pray, hey? Heavenly Father, we just lift up our lives to you. I pray this moment for every woman in this room will be a moment where fear will no longer grip her, where fear will no longer take hold of her, Lord God. I pray as you sit here tonight, you know exactly where the fear comes in in your life. It might be a situation. 
There might be something happening in your life as we speak and you're scared and you're fearing. Sometimes you don't even know why you're scared. Sometimes you don't even know why there's anxiety. But I believe Jesus is going to break that in Jesus' name. God, we thank you that you will break fear off these women in Jesus' name. I pray that these women will be women that will walk out this door and they will be changed. They will have a strength. They will have a courage. They will have a confidence that they've never had or felt before, Lord God. And God, God, I pray that when they, they feel the fear overwhelm them, Lord God, that you will bring someone to encourage them. And God, that you will, you will remind them to pray and seek your face. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name.